Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here is our host, Joyce Buford. Welcome to Second Wind. Again, we are going to have a fascinating guest with us. We're going to be talking about healing and talking about healing with energy. My guest today is Lincoln Spitzka. And she's bridging the gap between the East and the West. Linka connects us to a new paradigm of healing. Now, she is a medical entomologist, holistic life coach, Reiki master teacher, and a licensed massage therapist. Linka was the first medical entomologist to join forces with a medical doctor in southwest Florida, working within the doctor's medical practice. Currently, Linka is collaborating with numerous doctors around the country. She speaks four languages and has traveled the world studying different cultures, learning how and why people heal and why they don't. Actually, She studied nutrition in Europe and attended culinary school in Colorado. Lincoln describes herself as a lifelong student of energy medicine and life itself. She is a mother of two and lives and practices in Naples, Florida. Welcome, Lincoln, to the show today. Well, thank you, Joy. Thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be on your show, and uh, thank you for the opportunity. Well, you know, it's always a great pleasure of mine to be able to offer to my listeners not only the healings that we know from our own traditional means, but also just to open up a new area that for many may be the very first time they've heard of energy healing. What is that? What is that? And so we're like opening their worlds, and yet we're also supporting those and helping them grow that are familiar with energy healing. So first off, we we come right up against you are a medical entomologist. What is an entuologist? Well, entuologist uh, is a person who not only understand um, intuition, because that's the word that kind of comes from that, entuologist comes from intuition, but it's also a person who is um, in constant learning how it works and it teaches as well. Yeah. And uh, you know, my passion is to bring intuition um, or intuology into the mainstream because it is a very important uh, part of healing. Now, are you saying everybody has intuition? Absolutely. It's the sixth sense, but it should really be the first sense. We are mm-hmm. all born with it. 
And it yeah. actually uh, develops a lot more at birth than sight or even touch, if you think about it. And mm-hmm. they've shown in many studies when you have a brand new baby, and obviously the sight is not developed completely, and their touch, they can't really touch very well to sense their surroundings. They know when you put them in an environment that is pleasant and it is thriving for them, they will be happy and smiley. And if they are put in an environment that they don't feel safe, they will let you know. And so that they already know that children are born with that sex sense, which we, like I said, I would rather um, call it first sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you have an explanation why the um, our intuition, however, when we come into Earth, we come to Earth or into life, we have this sixth sense. But what happens to it? Why does it disappear? Why do we rely much less on our intuition as we well, grow? That's a very good question because we put too much emphasis on the five other senses that are tangible. The sixth mm-hmm. sense is not. However, we already know that is um, when we are born and we are um, in the process of, of uh, you know, evo- developing the nervous system, it is actually split up uh, between two areas. One of the areas go into the brain and the other one goes in the GI system. And that's when, mm-hmm. when you think about intuition, you get the gut feeling. And then mm-hmm. you actually do create a sensation in your uh, God that will alarm mm-hmm. your brain something doesn't feel right and that's kind right. of where that whole intuition comes in and, and we process in a day in and day out if you think about it you know you're having some um, a speech in front of public and you are nervous about it you're going to feel funny in your stomach um, yes you know that is a perfect ex- explanation that how, that you know that, that those butterflies in your stomach it means that you're feeling off, like there's something going on differently. So if we mm-hmm. tune to it a little bit more, we can develop to the next level. But for right. uh, many reasons, um, we do not put any attention to it because it's not valued. We put so much value on the five senses that, you know, that is really created mainly in the left brain, but we also forget to put emphasis on the right brain, which is the sensations, feelings, and emotions. That mm-hmm. is really also a huge component to intuition because our mm-hmm. feelings do going to guide us where to go. And it's almost like the inner GPS. When we um, in life are guided to listen to everybody else's opinions but not our own because we don't feel that our opinions or our feelings are, um, are worthy. So it goes down to mm-hmm. self-worth. And if you look at the um, energy of chakras, it would be in our third chakra, which is, again, our GI. And mm-hmm. how many of us have um, issues with our GI? It's huge. It's, mm-hmm. and, and, of course, Hippocrates already told us uh, a long, long time ago that a majority of illnesses, I don't know exactly, I know the percentage, 75 80%, of diseases really start in our um, GI tract, in our gut. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. I liked... I- I'm sharing this with you, and you probably already know about it. It's basically saying the same thing that you were saying, that 
there was a study done in the 1970s at Harvard that said it was called the Zero Point Study. And it studied children at their different ages. And it confirms, as you have been saying, that we come to this earth or into life knowing exactly what we want. We're very intuitive. We're very very receptive. And then what happens as we move into our second and, you know, first and second years, we all know what happens as far as we want, we're corrected, we're, uh, don't touch that, you will eat on schedule. You have all these rules and regulations that are imposed upon you as a young, innocent life that knows all when it comes here. And so... We try because we want to fit in. We want to be part of this um, civilization. We adapt to what mommy and daddy require us to do. And that's very much, in, uh, do you agree that's very much about what you're saying? We adapt to our living environment here instead yeah. of hanging on to our intuitiveness. Yeah, we, we are pretty much following the belief system, which I call it the BS, without really questioning it. And uh-huh. if you're questioning your, your BS, your belief system, you're going to get stuck in that same rut. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the new generation of, of children aren't asking a lot of questions. And I really, mm-hmm. this is where intuition is harnessed because when the children are, are valued and their feelings are valued and they say, you know, I don't feel right about going there or I don't like Uncle John or I don't want to go to this event. And if, if parents would really trust their feelings mm-hmm. of their children. Mm-hmm. This is where intuition is developed because, you, you know, um, I always taught my children, it's like, okay, if it doesn't feel right, and I want you to um, kind of get into that moment, how does that feel? Because mm-hmm. that feeling is going to come back again, and you're creating this kind of uh, association that that feeling means um, that is not safe or it doesn't feel right. And if mm-hmm. you follow through, most likely you had a good hunch. And then you're right. creating the neuroplasticity or, you know, that habit of trusting yourself because it won't let you down. This is mm-hmm. one GPS won't let you down. This is your inner <laughs> self. Um, mm-hmm. And so we are not taught to ask questions uh, right. because our authority knows better. Mm-hmm. And so this yeah. is kind of where we are, you know, following the same pattern as our parents. And if you look mm-hmm. at it from different angle and speak a different language, you could say every single time you don't follow your own uh, self, you follow somebody else's, you're giving your power away. And mm-hmm. that the power uh, means also that self-worth, that, that self-esteem, the steam behind yourself. So mm-hmm. and you know if when you look around how many people have an issue of self-esteem. You know, they buy an address right. or new car or house, and they need 10 friends um, to give them opinion because they can make up yes. their own mind. It's true. So this it's is, true. Yes. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, and we're talking about healing. Same thing. How many uh, second, third opinions from doctors we need and, and, and our, you know, friends and colleagues and, and families to make the right decision? And all mm-hmm. along, we know what's best for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's sad how we quiet that voice, but we can reawaken it. 
And yeah. I think that's what your medicine is telling us. We can reclaim that sixth sense that you, you're you talking about, intuition. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that is uh, like when you read a book uh, by Dr. Turner, Radical Remission, um, and mm-hmm. she had um, invest her time in investigating cases of radical remission in cancer patients. It was very astonishing to me to see that they shared all these um, people who uh, beat the cancer. They were having nine things in common, and um, only two of those things had to do with the physical body, which is the food and the water and, and exercise, whatever that is. But the third biggest element of um, being capable of living cancer-free was intuition. Hmm. Interesting. So it means that, yes, because you, that means that you believe in yourself and your ability to heal, and you know how to do it. It hmm. doesn't mean that you, do, you don't listen to the doctors or, you, no, it doesn't mean that. If somebody suggests something, you go back and you feel it. Does that sound right for me? Mm-hmm. And do your own research. Do your, you know, you take power back to you, and you mm-hmm. see what is the best remedy for you. And every single person will have a different answer. We can't have a cookie cutter recipes for everybody, but you know, when you have uh, hundreds of of um, chocolate chip recipes, and they all end up the same. So that's kind of what it is, is the healing eventually will be successful, but maybe the recipe will be different for everybody, you know, uh, and then then it will be custom. It can Mm -hmm. be the same recipe Mm -hmm. for everyone. Now, you're the mother of two girls, and they're how old now? Uh, Twelve and ten. Okay. So when you were raising your daughters, having this information that most mothers don't right now. Um, We tend, mothers, old school mothers, I'm going to refer to myself as an old school mother. We have, you know, we were raised in the rural rural generation where it was handed down to us, handed down to us, handed down to us. So how do you, did you approach and at what ages did you start listening to your child interpret her intuition into her life? Uh, I, um, of course, I, I cannot say that I was perfect because there's no such a yeah. thing as perfection. We're I mothers, tried my best. we're just human. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I, however, intuitively, I was guided even with the first book. And uh, it was mm-hmm. by Dr. Sears, and his his concept was you do not let the, ch- the child cry. And thank God I picked mm-hmm. up that book because it was a communication. I really tuned into that, and I really took it to heart. So even mm-hmm. though, um, you know, there's a lot of doctors who would say, oh, my gosh, you need, you need to let them cry. For mm-hmm. me, it was, no, it's just, this is a level of communication. And so I, um, ever since then they were born, I was trying to tune to, okay, why are they crying? You know, and sometimes yeah. it is as simple as food and changing diaper, but it is just yeah. evolved because you're creating that relationship between, between the trust and, and, the, and the feeling of they care, which means they communicate, you attend, you mm-hmm. value their communication from early on. 
And so that was mm-hmm. the beginning. And once they were able to communicate on a different level, I would um, make them express themselves the way they could with drawing and colors. Children are seeing colors sometimes. As, you know, we don't see it like they see auras on people. And, they, we, you know, we don't know, but that doesn't mean that doesn't exist. So you kind of see mm-hmm. what they, how they express themselves. And so if they mm-hmm. draw in colors, um, okay, this is grandma. And they try to tell you, okay, this is grandma, and then grandma has this color around, you know, so that would be it. And later on, I would um, encourage them, okay, tell me, um, what kind of color is this person? And they would mm-hmm. tell me. And so I would mm-hmm. know, like, intuitively what that means. If it's, uh, you know, red, maybe that person feels to them as um, angry or frustrated because they pick up energy. You see, they don't have a, a vocabulary Oh, this person's angry and they have issues. And no, they will just tell you that energy feels this way. Mm-hmm. Or they would say, you know, uh, it's yellow, you know, whatever color. So you can kind of see where they are. And later on, um, when they would speak, they would just tell me, they, you know, my tummy hurts or I don't want to go. And I would say, why? And they would say, I don't know. If they didn't know, that means they don't have the words for it. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I should not value it. Mm-hmm. So and you're saying that children are able to see auras? Like I believe so. I, people? Yeah, yeah. For those people that don't know what auras are, they're in a light that appears around people that's a reflection of energy? Or am yeah, I so, saying that right? Yeah, yeah so electromagnetic uh, fields around us. And then mm-hmm. they emit colors. Mm-hmm. And they change, okay. you know, they, they emit colors of the chakras, but as well as emotions and feelings. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that I don't have, again, clear-cut answer to you because everybody sees it differently. Um, yeah. And, you know, when you think about a colorblind person, so it's just, I can't tell you this person is this and this is what that <laughs> means. Because, again, intuition is your own language you develop with yourself. And that's how mm-hmm. I teach intuition is that, I want to tap into your language you develop with yourself and what that means to you. Um, but once, once children um, get older and they can speak, it's very essential to really listen to them. And, then, and many times, for example, we would walk into a restaurant and my daughter would like throw a fit. And first I would be frustrated because I'm hungry or we don't have time or whatever as a parent. And then, yeah. you know, in the end... The food was terrible, or the customer service was awful, or whatever. And, and I always say, oh, my gosh, you are right. You know, we mm-hmm. shouldn't come here. And so you sometimes mm-hmm. do come across a situation you're not going to listen to your kid. And then the end, you'll see, you know what, they, they are right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting that, um, that they can get feel that intuition so young we think of it um you know like i'm just yeah i'm lost for words here (laughs) yes uh, well there's another way to look at it this way our children and uh, many of them are very lucky uh, uh, to grow up i call it the cotton world cotton ball world which means they they we you know we raise them in a safe environment and you know we watch over them but not all children do have the ability and they they saying that um, pe- children who grow up uh, in a rough neighborhood and they yes. have very cha- challenging childhood, 
stay very intuitive because our first level of intuition is our survival. So their uh-huh. radar is very on all the time. And so mm-hmm. when they are always into the fight and flight and they kind of always looking for the danger zone, they develop mm-hmm. that kind of a radar on them. And so when they go in life, their sensory is uh, detecting that very easily versus a children who are not been taught intuition or have never been in dangerous situations. They don't have the radar. They don't know what danger feels like. So yeah. it's for them much harder versus the ones who already know how that feels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking of that child, though, that is in that environment that's not a safe environment, and they run up against a lot of people that could care less about them, and they're kind of out for themselves. Doesn't How does the child not grow up with distrust um, in other human beings? I mean, would they be able to feel, um, like if they went into a church, would they be able to feel from hopefully the the priest there would be one with they a... They can feel. They, I, I believe they can trust feel is that. something they need to... Trust, I, I, again, there's trust issue that has to be earned. Mm-hmm. Um, and also mm-hmm. they could feel it. I mean, your heart has tremendous uh, energy. And if it's pure, I believe mm-hmm. anybody can feel it. If you, if Mother Teresa standing in front of you, you're maybe not going to have any uh, expense with trust, but I think you can feel her energy, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. there's just, like, a big, huge evidence of that open heart. Um, but trust, mm-hmm. I believe so. I, I would I would definitely agree with that, that they would have much challenging time of trusting the environment around them. They will mm-hmm. be more careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so we've talked about energy medicine here, and is that energy medicine? Is that including the intuition and and or do you would you have a different, a more expansive definition of energy medicine? I believe uh, energy medicine is everything that makes us feel better, and that includes mm. in, in, that includes the food, the vitamins, the treatments, the massages, the acupuncture including the medicine or any kind of a treatment you get in the hospital, um, mm-hmm. and a hug from a grandma, um, smile from <laughs> a stranger. Anything that will make you feel good will, to me, be considered energy medicine. Um, there was a study done of, for example, um, they took a stranger who would do a good deed, and then the mm-hmm. minute that the good deed was uh, done, the person got a burst of oxytocin. The person mm-hmm. who received the good deed got a dose of oxytocin, and a bystander watching it got mm-hmm. a dose of oxytocin, which ah. is a good feel hormone. Think about yes. that. How can you not I put mm-hmm. that under that umbrella of energy medicine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So, so everything and everything that makes you feel good. And it's just, this is something that we really take for granted. But if we mm-hmm. kind of hook ourselves up to some kind of machines, you could see that you do have on a physical level some kind of a benefit from a smile or a hug or kiss um, or, like, like I said, a good deed. Mm-hmm. It's pretty exciting if you realize that we have that power outside of 
we can go to a medical doctor. He can give us an antidepressant that will affect us one way and hopefully get us to a happy state. But then we have the power in ourselves to do things that could give us that joy and pleasure without the chemicals. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty we amazing. That gets lost. Yeah. <laughs> we are we are wired to heal ourselves. Our body constantly is striving for life, not for death, for life. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the last breath we take, our body is fighting for life. And so when we mm-hmm. realize that when when um we keep only thinking about how we bring ourselves into the balance and bringing ourselves into the feeling good, our body will heal ourselves. We are wired that way. That's mm. a lot more natural mm. to us than fighting disease. That's much much mm. more difficult for our body. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I, I noticed in, in describing now, now we will share with our listeners that you do have a, a small accent because you were raised in Europe. And yes. <laughs> And I think it's lovely. But where, what country you. were you raised? I was, <laughs> I was raised in, I was raised in a former Czechoslovakia that uh, eventually split out and ended up being Czech Republic and Slovakia. So I was born in the Czech part. Mm. And then you came to the States after you in were an 19, adult? Yes, 1993, yes. Yeah. And so would you say that you really started your studies with with the entomology and um, health energy when you were still in Czechoslovakia or as you've moved to the oh, States was, and you traveled quite a bit, I see. So It, it was really never my intention, honestly. It was mm-hmm. not like my intention to, oh, okay, what I'm going to do. The other mm-hmm. way around, I was always hoping I would have some kind of a uh, career that would be uh, ex- easily explainable. Something yes. that is, is it's more um, <laughs> mainstream. <laughs> um, yes. so every single time I have to explain what I'm doing, it, it's like, what? What is it? So, no, that was never my intention. I always thought that I would be just concentrating on food because that is my passion still today. Um, mm-hmm. But I have realized as much as important that food is to us and it is part of the foundation of yes. uh, good health, Yes. I, there's more to it. And psychoneuroimmunology, which is the, how the feelings and emotions affect our immunity, is a huge component. And, of course, the spirit side of it. You know, that's the body, mind, and spirit. It has to be in alignment. And so when we mm-hmm. kind of look at the big picture, um, I kind of understand the whole um, world of, of the quantum field of where we vibrate and how that world around us affecting us on all levels. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I'm, you are working with medical doctors or um, in the medical field, so I'd like to know how you are working with those doctors so that both of us can get both messages 
out to the client and we support okay. each other. So I'm really looking forward to coming back and discussing that more in depth because I just think that's exciting that both sides, both areas are joining forces to recognize that there are benefits from both avenues of treatment. So when we come back, Linka will be sharing with us her Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We are well, welcome back. We are talking today with Linka Spitzke, and she is talking to us about the bridging of the gaps between the East and the West and a new paradigm in healing. Now, she is energy healer, medicine, and she uses all of the different modalities of holistic. She's a holistic life coach. She uses Reiki master teacher. She uses many other modalities to help her clients achieve health. But we wanted to talk just before in um, going to break. We mentioned that now she is brought in to support and work with medical doctors. So anyway, Linka, share with us how this you have found a, this beneficial for the medical doctor. Um, how I saw that beneficial is obviously from the clients who would talk to um, us about how they felt, but um, the doctor that I worked with is she obviously was an internal medicine doctor, so she would do all the testing and all the things that the doctors um, have to do um, on a physical level. And once she saw that she had done all the testing and everything um, that was necessary and nothing was improving, then she would reach out to me and she would say, okay, 
um, is there anything else we can do? Because on the physical level, um, we have done it all. And so I would look at the person and more on an energetic level and seeing where they are with their feelings and their thoughts and also um, the part of that connection to the spirit. So uh, Mm -hmm. from that angle, we were trying to align the body, mind, and spirit in our office. So she was the physical aspect of it, and I was on the energy level of the mind and the spirit. Yeah, yeah. That's really that's really unusual. I'm very um, excited to know that you met a doctor that is more open to the possibilities and the importance of energy work to help heal the body. Yes, um, it was definitely something that was unusual um, and a big, huge demand. I mean, uh, the doctor had nine months waiting list, um, so there was definitely a huge demand for something like this because people saw mm-hmm. that not only they were managing um, their health, but they were actually sustaining their health. And that is the key. Everybody feels better, and then they go back to feeling the same. But we were able to mm-hmm. actually sustain their healthy um, body, their mind, and the spirit. We were aligning them. Yeah. So how would you do that? I mean, when you're talking about aligning the spirits, what what do you do to, I mean, do you implement morning routines? Do you implement exercise? Do you food chain? I mean, what are the a few of the steps that someone might implement into their life? Sure. There's just like I was saying about the chocolate chip cookie recipe. Everybody would have a mm-hmm. different recipe because we mm-hmm. are all individuals with a different habit, different background, different emotional um, programming, and, and different situations. So everything mm-hmm. was done um, on an individual basis. So I don't have cookie cutter um, recipe. However, we talked about the foundation of the food, so that is very, very mm-hmm. essential, and that was something the doctor, the doctor that I work with, uh, specialized in. And then mm-hmm. um, we would, we would uh, obviously concentrate, make sure that the the GI tract, which we talked about, the intuition and the power center, um, was strong. Mm-hmm. And then we would see where their emotional and um, mental programming came in. Did they feel good about where they are, who they are? Um, their environment around them. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, the spirit is always the question, are you inspired to wake up in the morning and, and be excited about life? I mean, that is really what drives us in the morning um, mm-hmm. in life overall. And a lot of us will come to the point of uh, saying, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I like. I don't know what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is kind of the other element that is very essential in sustaining health to be mm-hmm. in in alignment with the spirit as much as with the body. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say probably, having just re- recovered through cancer, um, that there might be, as far as diet, there should be some probably pretty common things, like get off the sugar that's mm-hmm. driving us crazy, um, mm-hmm. eat more dark greens, and uh, limit meat. Um, I would say there are probably those types of adjustments that might be done in the diet. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The diet is very, I, very important. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's an adjustment for me being in Texas. I love meat. I grew up on meat. And so it's always an adjustment. And of course, the sugar that really cuts into wine and several other things. Yeah. But also my yeah. health is much more important. So we found new ways to go. Exercise is something that I know I'm still working on doing. Um, but that's important. Um, I, I hate to make a blanket statement, but I think Europeans are better at exercise than Americans. Would that be a... I think I don't know. Make. You know the, the, the word exercise <laughs> to me is overrated. You know, we yeah. have been we have we have to call it active. Our body has to move in order to, um, you know, energy. Right. So in order to make energy, we have to move energy. So mm-hmm. how do you move energy? You have to be active. And so we were mm-hmm. active since time began. We were we had a farm. We had to oh, yes. get up and mm-hmm. and dig potatoes or go feed the cows. We, you know, we were walking a lot. We didn't have a car. So this is something that mm-hmm. was within us. Now, less and less and less we're doing that. So we have to artificially create exercise. And we don't like mm-hmm. it because it doesn't come natural. Uh, if you think mm-hmm. the Europeans are better at that, I think we still, in Europe, walk a lot more. Because yes. transportation mm-hmm. is, uh, the, the, the um, cities are not built to handle so much traffic. So the mm-hmm. buses and the trains are uh, still a lot more prevalent. And so we mm-hmm. move more. We have steps. Uh, and, you know, uh, anyway, so I think that's maybe what you've seen. Um, mm-hmm. We walk more. But right. the key is to create a lifestyle that you like. If you don't like going to the gym, um, do something else. Because you're going to stop mm-hmm. going to the gym eventually if it's something you're not enjoying doing. Um Right. You know, it walks just 10 minutes in the morning or evening versus nothing, and you will feel so much better. You have to mm-hmm. have commitment to yourself, and this is the only vehicle you have to move you around the world. So you need to take mm-hmm. care of it, just like you do your car. I mean, it's kind of funny because when people get a red light on their dashboard in the car, they run into the mechanic. They panic mm-hmm. because they don't want to be mm-hmm. stuck on the highway with a broken car, but they will mm-hmm. ignore the red light in their own body until they're completely <laughs> getting into the, I call it, energetic debt. And then mm-hmm. they have to pay a big, huge interest um, on their debt that they had created. Mm-hmm. So if somebody has symptoms, um, for instance, I was talking to a nutritionist um, and um, telling her about, I get a little woozy sometimes standing up too fast. And she was saying that riding the bicycle was good for building your core and helping with balance, which I was really quite surprised at. So, guess what? I have a stationary bicycle in my room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whatever works. Yeah, whatever. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> so another thing that I also implemented was meditation. Now mm-hmm. I am a beginning student of meditation. Um and so, you know, whether it's the three minute, the fifteen, the twenty, I mean there's lots of figures out there. I'm definitely not the hour yet. But um just that silence recentering exercise every morning is um, 
morning routine or whenever it's easier for you to do it is really powerful in helping someone get centered, right? Yes, it's, it's, it's important to check out from the matrix and however you want to do it. You know, people who, again, overrate the word meditation and they have an expectation that is very intimidating and they constantly, constantly check in with themselves if they do it correctly and they don't feel mm-hmm. anything, so they quit. So when we dissect the word meditation, we're really looking for something that we can get out of our chatterbox. And sometimes Mm. in the beginning, we need to create, again, something that we enjoy. So for some people, it would be gardening. You know, they are so much one with Mm -hmm. the flowers or or planting a vegetable garden that they forget about all the chit-chat in their mind. Some people Mm -hmm. like to go and play tennis. They are so Mm -hmm. into the game. They they lose their mind in the game. Some people love to listen to music and just sing and dance, and that is part of meditation. So yeah. as long as you're out of your mind, that's good. Mm-hmm. Until you start developing that connection with, you know, um, being by yourself, because it's very, really hard. The minute people sit by themselves, end of the day, and they are out of that matrix, they will reach out for a glass of wine or bags of mm-hmm. chips or something to distract themselves mm-hmm. from the feeling inside. And this is where the huge transformation comes in, but they're not ready for it. So they will fight the quiet time. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be compassionate with yourself. You're really trying to rewire your nervous system, the way you're thinking. Um, and it's not easy. And so, you know, subconsciously you will create busyness in order um, to feel like you have excuses. So... Mm-hmm. Being compassionate and understanding that that doesn't come easy and start slow. Just go for a walk five minutes without anything. And that is a walking meditation. Mm-hmm. Just take a mm-hmm. deep breath. It is. It takes, it takes yeah. one minute. They have literally one minute, then two, then three. You don't have to sit crisscross mm-hmm. opposite for 20 minutes and you know, in order to feel like you are doing something right. You're mm-hmm. creating a habit. It's essential that, you know, like, it's kind of funny, like being a, a mom of children, you still have to sometimes remind them, okay, did you brush your teeth? Oh, mm-hmm. I forgot. Well, you know, you would think that this, 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 um, the 10 years old, that they would do it, but you know what? It's still habit. You're creating mm-hmm. a habit. You have to keep reminding them until it's so wired within them. They don't think twice no. about it. Same thing with meditation. It becomes such a habit that you're going to crave it. You're going to need it. You're going to feel like you're missing something if you don't. That takes practice. Yes. I've even heard of people coaching and walking with their clients. Have you ever done that? Um, I have uh, done it on a beach, yes. I enjoy that very much. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? Walking on the beach and talking with your coach. I think that would be very powerful, really. Well, yes, because you're at the same time grounding, right? You're in the Mm -hmm. element of the grounding, having your mm-hmm. feet on the ground and having all the, um, well, you have 260,000 nerve endings in your feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're stimulating that, <laughs> plus you're having all these minerals. No wonder they hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Well, tell us a little bit about how people that really want to know more about your work, like I could you like your website. What's on your website? Because I found it fascinating to go to. There's so many things on there. So what is your website location? Um, I am actually in the process of 
uh, changing my website. So uh, it is lenkaspiska.com at this moment. That's the active one. The other one is lenka.org because I'm in a oh. um, in the process of switching um, um, websites. So either one of them are working, um, and you will see okay, kind of Okay, and we spell that. You might want to spell your name for them. Okay, L-E-N-K-A-S, P like a Peter, I-S-K-A. Mm-hmm. Okay. But is your com still up and working? Yes. Can they go there and point. get your information? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Great. Because you have a lot on that website, uh, not only holistic treatments that you recommend, but also many books to support different um, areas of your teaching. So I, yes. I found that fascinating because... Um, I saw some of my favorites on there. So, anyway, I do encourage listeners out there to go to Linka's website to just look at her page. She also has a blog. Tell us what you try to achieve with your blog. Um, you know, my uh, my blog is inspired by my daily situations. And so whatever's kind of going on in my mind, I kind of try to um, share with uh, the public through my blog, and I very much enjoy writing. But at this point, I kind of uh, am segmented with this because I'm in the process of finishing up a book. And then the book will be um, pretty much what we just talked about today with a lot more um, information, more details, information how um, the treatments, if you want to call it, or sessions and the guidance to health mm-hmm. is, from my perspective and the doctor's perspective. And mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like the book is kind of like the East meets West. Um, but um, so that's kind of where um, all the blogs would be uh, reflecting also in the book, but a lot more in it. Um, yeah, so it will be well, I done just, this year. I'm going to share with uh, the listeners some of your uh, blog titles. Of course, mm-hmm. you've got Intuition, Aromatherapy, Where I Go to Eat, What Love is Missing in Our Lives, um, Energy Medicine and the Intention to Heal, You Are a Medical Intuitive, uh, Kids in Change, Bullies Need Love Too. I mean, the articles are really very varied and I like them all. They Feelings versus thinking, really good um, tools that we might want to implement into our daily lives. Um, articles on children as well as our own health. So that's a, that's a great resource for people to go to your website. We need yes, more. And I do also have a YouTube channel and I have some videos there as well which you easily find you can find it through my website as well when you go down and scroll down to the YouTube. Oh, good. Yes. And you'll see pretty Linka. <laughs> <laughs> now, Linka and I met each other at a workshop, an energy workshop, that was uh, um, about a year ago. No, about six months ago, wasn't it, Linka? Yeah, it was somewhere in February, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and you also, you um, talk about Monroe Institute. 
where mm-hmm. you are um, do do you work with them or do you just implement their work in your work? I I, I love their work um, and I implement their um, concept of how sound sound energy mm-hmm. um, the hemisync that they created is helping in healing and mm-hmm. raising consciousness and uh, there's a great resource I would definitely encourage people to look into it and I believe on my website I have a link to them as well mm-hmm. you have a lot of, of in your store you have a lot of uh, classes um, and other interesting things is there like there's Reiki awareness of your quantum field tapping technique you have a lot of courses here are um, are these recourses you've done or that are part of you of what you implement in your coaching practice yes because the our sessions with the clients goes by so fast um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to always um, offer things that people can use um, beyond that and I'm always mm-hmm. do something that they ask for um, the Reiki is a modality for energy healing and obviously there's a lot of energy uh, healing modalities out there. This is the one that I teach. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's really simple, and anybody can do it. And, of course, like you were saying, tapping is a great tool for tapping into the emotional, mental component of healing. Um, Mm -hmm. And, of course, intuition. That's one of my favorite things to to teach. And consciousness, Mm -hmm. level of consciousness. And, yeah, they all kind of play a role into the big pictures of our health. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking at medical intuitive reading. So is that like a reading where we actually, you and I, talk? Or is that reading about intuitiveness? Um, that is a session where I energetically tap into the body of that person. And I'm okay. able to tell how they're feeling. Um, mm-hmm. And what is the blockages in the body, and what can we do um, to create that um, healing within? Um, so oh. I do not diagnose. Uh, mm-hmm. I will still encourage people to go to the doctor, but I can uh, definitely tell them energetically where they are blocking. Oh, and that's how the body awesome. Physically, yes, how the body physically will indicate that. Oh, that's fabulous. I like that. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. We need all the help we can do. Sometimes our intuitiveness is not as as, uh, refined as yours, I'm sure. Well, it's because we are so used to our own pain snakes. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we're not even aware of it. And Mm -hmm. so when somebody else brings it to our consciousness, we just get the paradigm shift. Like, oh, my gosh, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. And you know, and then you start looking at yourself differently, and overall, you're healing differently because it is so out of the box. It's definitely yeah. a different way of thinking about it. Right. So, if if somebody was to walk up to you, as I'm walking up to you right now, and I'm saying, Linka, tell me what your passion is. Why are you doing this? What would what would you say to them? My my passion is to give people back their self, themselves, which means the power, mm-hmm. getting back 
take charge for themselves and for their life, for their well-being, for their health, and and stop looking for everybody else's advice and opinions. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't ask, but don't rely on others at all times. And so mm-hmm. my my joy is to connect people back to themselves. Mm-hmm. That is my passion. And when I ha- when I when I see that in people's eyes and they start, you know, uh, standing taller, uh, speaking mm-hmm. with more authority, taking charge of their decisions, and that makes my day. Especially mm-hmm. when it's youth, when I see it in a young, um, younger generation. That is, this is our leaders. We want to have somebody who knows who they are and how they, how they can uh, bring something to the society, to the humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there has to be really so much joy in you and seeing it come alive in your client that you see their joy. It's like joy watching joy. You know, you see them experiencing joy that they haven't been able to have because they fulfilled and are extending themselves in new ways. But you have to have the joy of knowing you've you've enabled this person to reach this. Because I see people in a different way. I see them more um, on the soul level. I see the perfection already in them. The divinity is Mm. already in them. They are just trying to, I'm trying to reawaken them to see who they truly are. They have no idea. Sometimes mm. how amazing, powerful, smart, talented they are because they lose that child within feeling, that excitement, that spirit we talked about. It's almost like you were never waking them back to it. That's what I'm talking about. So it's it's amazing. They get excited to get up and they have dreams again and, and they're they're really the body will just react to that. And then the mm-hmm. being healthy is just a side effect at that point. You know, people, a lot of people come to me and they're like, okay, I want to lose weight. And I said, I'm not going to even talk, talk about it. That's going to be side effect. That losing mm-hmm. weight will be a side effect. Once you connect with who you are and your joy and your, your reason why you even want to get up in the morning, food's going to be mm-hmm. something you're not going to even think about. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I got choked there. Sorry. But... <clears throat> so the joy that you see in your clients now is is people go through your work <clears throat> what if somebody wanted to actually talk to you in, the, in this coming week is there a way that they can do that yes um i like on my website i have a, a newsletter sign up that if you oh a newsletter or just an email they can email mm-hmm. me they can call me uh, contact me, and I will get back to them with um, open times for an appointment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I really encourage you, listeners out there, whatever you're doing, to go to linkaspitska.com, and on that website, you are going to find the key to your wellness, your joy, your happiness through working with, having a, a conversation with Linka. Um, as you can tell from today's program, she's a woman with a lot of knowledge, um, not only in that she has worked with the medical area, but she has this intuitive knowledge that she has um 
kept or redefined or brought into her modalities of uh, working with clients. And you can, even though you're an adult and you kind of quieted the intuitive key that we all have as babies, you can reunite, you can awaken that skill, that sixth sense that we all have still inside of us. It may have gone a little quiet over these growing years, but my friend Linka is saying you can have this skill back. That's really important. Now, Linka, as we are about to close the show and move on to our daily lives, is there anything you'd like to share with us? As a closing remark, well, I would like to thank you, Joy, for having me on the show. And thank you for all of your hard work that you're putting out there for the community and uh, finding people like me who can mm-hmm. um, ex- be able to expose their work and their passion and be in the service for others. And so what you do is huge, huge, um, a blessing to people around you. So thank you. Oh, thank you very much. My, as you know, Second Wind was created out of my divorce um, almost 18 years ago. And the need that I feel for women to be aware of all of the options, all of the healing, all that can be done to help them through their transition. And it's through that transition and healing those those areas of our bodies like intuitive, reuniting ourselves with our own intuitiveness is a valuable tool to help us get more powerful to move into what I like to call our genius. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, Women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 